Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Dr. Julie Kramer. She's a certified Qigong, meditation, and traditional Chinese medicine beauty secrets instructor. She holds a diploma in Chinese medicine, nutritional therapy, and multiple certificates in Chinese medicine and face reading. Julie is on a mission to help people live better and really is utilizing the wisdom of Chinese medicine to help folks understand how their bodies can heal themselves, but also regain balance. Now, In this podcast, we talk about some amazing things related to traditional Chinese medicine. And of course, being an acupuncturist, I'm going to geek out all over on it. And we go into things that I haven't talked about before at all in podcasts. And one of the biggies is how emotions are tied into your health and how excess of certain emotions can relate to disease in the body. And good stuff here. That's all I can say. My goodness. Let's introduce you to Dr. Julie Kramer. Hey, Health Junkies. I have Dr. Julie Kramer on today with me and we're going to be talking fun stuff. Fun for me because I get to talk about Chinese medicine, which I don't talk a lot about, which I should talk about more. So Julie's going to help me with it today. And and we're just going to share with you guys some of the really cool things that Chinese medicine has to offer and some of the fun stuff we can get into. So Dr. Julie, welcome to the Health Fix Podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Krause. It's wonderful to be here. Tell us, what brought you, how did you get into Chinese medicine? I love to hear everybody's stories. What what got you into Chinese medicine in the first place? I love sharing this story. How did you get into Chinese medicine? I love to hear everybody's stories. What What got you into Chinese medicine in the first place? I love sharing this story because I hope it can empower people to really listen to their bodies and be in tune with the story it's telling them. I was in my early forties and had what a lot of Western women see, and you probably see in your clinic, um, very irregular menstrual cycles, right? They would have time in between. And then when I did have them, I would have very heavy bleeding, heavy clotting. And I had a period where I actually had a menstrual cycle at two weeks. I was like, Ooh, something's really not right. I went to my um, OBGYN And the doctor said, oh, let's just microwave your uterus and everything will be fine. My my whole body, my whole spirit, everything recoiled, like somebody had just shot a gun at me. It just was like that, that coming back. And it was, I said, something's not right with my body. Um, Don't you think we should get down to what's going on? She's like, ah, it doesn't matter. And (laughs) I, I was like, okay. At the time um, I was working on my doctorate and I've always been into research, but I just brought my skill set and said, okay, let's research what health models teach us to listen to our body. What health models really give us the tools we need to get to the root of our health problems instead of masking the symptoms. And I found, of course, Ayurvedic medicine, looked at some naturopathy, but the one that impressed me most as, um, as an athlete, as a researcher, as a mom at the time was Chinese medicine. And I um, found that it had over 3000 years of written 
record, right? Written mm-hmm. case study record. And not in the lab, not like Western medicine is very experimental. We have lab results and we cut off control for variables. So it's not like, what is it like when you live your life and you're unhealthy? You know, like, <laughs> what do you do? And so I really, that resonated. And I found my doctor was actually the doctor for uh, acupuncturist for the Denver Broncos at the time cool. and had great reviews. And I'm like, okay, the athlete loved that. The researcher loved it. And then he became now one of my advisors at Radiant Shanti. We're very dear friends and And it just literally in five days, my symptoms stopped. My bleeding was regulated. I went on to have regular menstrual cycles until, you know, I had a regular menopause and everything just was what it needed to be, to be this, you know, kind of optimal health that we really strive for optimal. I don't want people to think optimal is perfect. You know, optimal means just the best we can do in that moment of our lives. And so I was really able to reach that through acupuncture. Oh, man. I I find like a lot of women will come to Chinese medicine based on some sort of gynecological thing that the doc just like, you, yeah, we're just going to do this. Doesn't really matter. Take birth control. It doesn't really matter. And it's like, no, it does matter. All this matters. And And it does. And and Chinese medicine, and I'm guessing this is just kind of how you resonate with it as well. It just makes sense. It's simplified enough that it's like, oh, yeah, that makes a heck of a lot more sense than trying to figure out why this hormone and that hormone and this thing is not working with this thing and talking to this thing. So anyway, now tell us a little bit of, of how you came to focusing on how our face reflects our physical and emotional health of our body and how you wove that into the Chinese medicine aspect of things. Yeah. Um, so a few things that I do now, which include face reading, Qigong, Gua Sha, a lot of the different tools that Chinese medicine uses beyond acupuncture. I found when I lived in Shanghai, um, the universe, oh. I was, my doctorate is in curriculum and instruction and counseling psychology. And I was invited to help a Chinese school there start a Western division high school. So I was the curriculum director. I worked with um, on the admin team and with all the teachers. And when I lived in Shanghai, it blew my mind that everybody knew how to live this Chinese way of health is what I'll call it. (laughs) Keeping fit the Chinese way. (laughs) I actually worked with a colleague who had a book by that name. He was a um, teacher, a professor up in Beijing. And I just saw everybody how do you live your life in a healthy way? And one of the things that really kept striking me over and over, my Western colleagues would criticize the Chinese for not going to see a psychologist or not taking medication or not understanding um, mental health issues. And my lived experience with my Chinese friends, with um, that, you know, just in the community is that they talked about mental health way more often than we ever did. They lived mental health because mental health in in Chinese medicine is the source of all physical and emotional disease. So they were always looking at their faces, at their tongues, checking their pulse in order to ascertain, you know, what's going on in the summer. You know, they really were, we need to be tranquil as summer heat rises, that fire element heat you know, they would look at their tongues. Are they red? You know, do I have too much heat? Am I angry? Am I lashing out that my liver is too hot (laughs) for my heart? And so I just saw really effective tools using face reading 
to determine, am I emotionally balanced? And if I'm balanced, then I'm going to be healthy and happy. So that was really powerful. The other face reading stories are, you know, hiring people for work. My colleagues would talk about actually reading the eyebrows, the nose, the chin in order to determine one, would an employee be good for a job or would um, that employee need special kind of management? Like, you know, would they need to be more solo or do they need more supervision or all of that kind of stuff? So I found those really intriguing. So mental health, understanding relationships is what I got out of the second category that, you know, if, for example, I see, you know, working with someone who really is, is showing me signs on the face that they need to talk, Mm. they're a talker, they need that space. They don't process unless they share information. I'm going to build time into that management schedule with them to give them that time they need to talk. If I see people that are like, you know, (laughs) at the school, let me do my own thing, give me a deadline and just you know, let I'll take, you know, I'll do what I need to do. And I would give them space. And, you know, so it wasn't there, it wasn't a lot of guesswork. I was able to have these initial things. And of course it's never perfect. So if something turned out to be misread or there were other features on the face that indicated, oh, you know, maybe I do need to test the waters and see really where this person is with what they need, then I would do that. Wow. No, it's really cool. And and I, I think a lot of us, you know, wonder what we can read on a face. And and I think if we look at pictures, you can see a lot from someone's emotions just looking at the pictures at any given time. Um, more than, you know, as we talked originally, like seeing if someone has allergies or seeing if someone's like swollen or, you know, had too much dairy the night before, whatever that may be, you know. But being able to look at someone's face and go, are they going to be a great employee? Now, that is an interesting, very, very interesting aspect. And I think could be a little bit of like intimidating for folks to be like, oh, my gosh, really? People can do that? And imagine a country of 1.5 billion people that can do that, right? It's just second nature. It's not like... You know, it's not profiling. It's not anything. It's just, and you do in the West, I turn it off. Like I don't look at everybody and analyze. I will indulge like when I watch a movie <laughs> and I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll see an actor at, you know, the actors and I'll be like, oh, you know, they're, you know, whatever that, and I'll give you some, con- we can do concrete examples in a little bit yeah. that might be really um, nice for your, for your listeners to apply to their own faces even, and um, maybe in their relationships. But it it's really kind of a shortcut to having healthy relationships. It's a shortcut to having a healthy relationship with yourself. If you can see that, oh yeah, you know, for example, the space between the brows, if you have a pretty wide space that can show natural space, we know how people, you know, change their brows and do all that. Um, that there was a strong male influence in your lives, especially in your career, professional and business life. And that could have been positive or negative, um, but somehow shaped you. And usually I find in the face readings I do, it tended to be more positive, wasn't always the father. It could have been a boss that really inspired you, a teacher, somebody that said you will be successful. And it just had a very strong influence. And so things like that, if people are feeling lesser, they're feeling, I can't do this, or they're judging or negative. Oftentimes when I point out that feature on their face, 
they say, oh my gosh, you know, so-and-so really believed in me. And then they unpack a little bit of, and here's why. And, and then, you know, I'll kind of do a follow-up question, bringing in my psychologist background, you know, well, what, why do you think that person saw that in you? What about that? And is that still in you? Can you find that? And so it's really an empowering moment where people can feel so stuck and they're like, oh, wow, someone really believed in me. So that's just one example of a shortcut that can really help people have insights that help them thrive. <laughs> well, it's good to hear because I think a lot of people might be thinking like, oh my gosh, if you can read my face and they're going to come up with all the negative things and, and you know, it feels daunting, right? And unfortunately, as women, as we get older, we will look at all of our lines and go, all right, my 11s mean this, my forehead lines mean this, my, my smile lines mean this. And we give it this, you know, interpretation or even the little lines that are around our mouth, like, oh, I must have used a straw too much, you know, because I'm not a smoker. And and so our face reading there is is much shaming, you know, and, and kind of negative. So having well, the positives, good. Yeah, I was going to say everything you just listed in Chinese medicine face reading is a positive. So for example, when we have all the lines above the upper lip, it's a positive and a area for growth is how I look at it. That usually means that you're, you need extra support and nurturing. So smokers oftentimes turn to smoking because they don't feel cared for. They're giving, giving, giving to others. And so this is their one addiction, one way. But even if you're not a smoker and have those lines, it means you're loving. You're a giving, giving, giving person. In fact, giving too much. And it's a point where we can say, okay, now it's time to give to yourself. A lot of women are very self-conscious about the soft jowls that they get. And those are actually called money bag peaches. And those money bag peaches mean that you are going to be comfortable and well-to-do in life. You make good real estate investments. So the Western cues are harmful and they're wrong is what I would say. You know, another people are very uncomfortable with the lines that run from the, the label lines from the corner of the nose to the corner of the mouth. Um, some people refer to them as marionette lines. Yeah. And if you don't have those at all, that lets us see that you have not found your purpose yet. You're kind mm -hmm. of drifting, you're lost. And so when I see those on a face, if they're too deep, that's a health issue. We're looking at definitely some spleen and stuff going on, but um, when they're beautiful, just you could like, you have beautiful, <laughs> I can <laughs> see your, you know, your purpose. They're just this, you can see the line they're there and the person is not floundering. They're not drifting. They have a focus in life. Um, so these lines that have quote unquote negatives in Chinese medicine, face reading, people can learn to love more of that instead of trying to Botox it, which makes them have all sorts of health problems down the road, right? Like tire, let's talk about tiring out your liver <laughs> and leading to all sorts of issues. Yes. No, I'm glad you brought that up because it is something that I hear from a lot of women and, and, you know, I myself have done microneedling and PRP, so a little bit of the blood stuff. If you guys haven't heard of PRP, it's platelet-rich plasma, to try to, to mask some of the lines that I have. But this is a whole different thought process on it. Like, these are actually good. So yes. I'm, I'm enjoying hearing this. What What's the forehead? You know, tell, tell us a little bit about the between the eyebrows and forehead yeah. lines. Okay. So um, between the brows, there um, are, when you have... It's called suspended needle or suspended sword. If you have a faint line down, um, there's anger or irritation, small angers, small irritations that you're not releasing, that you're not letting go. 
um, or you're letting go too much, whichever way it's an imbalance and that's affecting your liver, which leads to that line. If you have strong, heavy lines on both sides, then the anger issues are even bigger, really withholding too much or really lashing out. The other feature that that can be one of the sources of the anger is estrangement. Mm -hmm. When you have a loved one, um, I had a client once who um, had someone that they loved kill themselves and felt like, why couldn't you have stayed around? And the loss and estrangement loss, there were loss lines on the cheek from that, but the, the estrangement was very powerful. And so not only is it liver affect anger, affecting liver, vice versa, it is this sense of estrangement, whether you've left somebody or someone's left you. And it can be not most often it's not from death. Mm-hmm. It's most often when a friend or another loved one, uh, most often it's family doesn't talk to you anymore. And mm-hmm. it's very, very hurtful on the forehead. We have a lot of different lines. So if you have two lines over the brow and I never had these until the pandemic, and I'm trying <laughs> so hard to get rid of it. My teacher, um, CT Holman trained with Lillian Bridges, who's the method it's 800 years old with 300 years, um, of written, you know, kind of record of this method from Taiwan. Her family was trained in it as well. And um, those two lines above each brow are skepticism lines that mm. something's making you skeptical. And there was a lot of never not knowing. Yeah. Yep. I got <laughs> just two. Right here. Just right. It's oh, just, those. Just these ones over the brow. So ah, you- okay. I now, see them. Yeah. Now these lines up here are age lines in the, mostly in the twenties. We have an age map on the Chinese medicine face. We have one for men and one for women. Um, Again, they've, they've fine tuned it. Imagine you're a face reader thousands of years ago, at least 800 years ago that we know of for sure of written, right. Of the written method. And someone comes to you for help. I want to find a good spouse. I want to find a good career. I want to, and you get it wrong. Your method is not going to continue. Um, So people keep coming to you when you're right. And so over the years, they've identified that men and women have different ages, starting on the ears and working all the way through the face. So the forehead is the twenties. If there is a straight line that goes, and there's different, you know, eras of the twenties, different years. Um, And then, yeah, each area of the face is a different age. So if the lines go all the way across, that means you had something hard that you dealt with, something very difficult, and you learned your lesson from it, though. The lines are sealed. You've learned the lesson you need to learn. And those are a great point of conversation that I love to bring up with people. What happened? You know, what, what was going on? And they're like, oh, my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. Or, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, If they're divided. They're coming like this or this, you know, they don't come all the way across. So they're, they're not joined. You still have a lesson to learn. You went through this trauma, through this struggle, and it's not always trauma. It can be some kind of difficulty for sure. It it doesn't have to be at the level of trauma, which is quite different, Um, but you didn't learn from it and you still can go back learn the lessons and change your face. And that's the thing Lillian always talks about is you can change your face. This face we made, we start as babies with beautiful, clear skin. And some of it is sun, some of it's physical health. I mean, we know all of that, but so much of it are our relationships, our emotions, our, what have we gravitated to? What's been fulfilling for us? Um, And maybe we've shaped our face from that, or maybe we've 
um, she tells a story where she was teaching a face reading class and she had several women students and they were all, many of them were lamenting that they were not married. They had chosen a you know career path or something else intervened. And she said, well, let's work on your yin energy. And for those that don't know, Chinese medicine has a balance between masculine, feminine, light, dark, warm, cold. Um, and this yin is feminine. And so this very feminine fluids, the hard, harder, you know, kind of more tangible substances in our body. Mm-hmm. And they developed widow's peaks and a widow's peak in Chinese um, medicine face reading is you have a beautiful, beautiful widow's mm-hmm. peak. Um, it's very, <laughs> yeah, it's what it's very strong yin energy, very, very luscious, um, alluring energy that and so the women worked on their femininity and many <laughs> out of the group, like, you know, several got married, or at least had relation found themselves in relationships and by being mindful and conscious of what they wanted, and bringing that to fruition within their actions. Mm. That's, that's neat because, you know, I think, I think unfortunately society has kind of had us thought and, and maybe it's a money driven thing, who knows, right. That we, as our appearances are, we can't change them. And, and we know this because we've seen when people are happier, they look happier, you know, they, they look more vibrant, they look more glowing, but unfortunately a lot of us are stuck to thinking like, oh, I need to have all these, you know, Botox and fillers and facelifts and things of that nature. And and this is, this is refreshing for me to hear because, you know, as you start to get older and you see more and more different lines, you're going, what are these things? Where are they coming from? What do they mean? So one of the really interesting things that you had brought up was about trauma and and different experiences, much like learning lessons, if if we we have a complete line on our forehead or not. Tell us a little bit about how trauma shows up in the face and and how we can work on that as well. Yeah, so trauma is going to be different for each person. The general rule, though, as we know from Chinese medicine, is if the trauma led to intense grief or sorrow, we're going to affect our lungs, our large intestine, and that's going to be um, the metal element. And we see that in the nose, right? We see a lot of the metal element in the nose. If um, I had fear, um, you know, I um, I did not have a great childhood. I had Yeah, a pretty horrific childhood, actually, in many ways. And that's the kidneys, right? The kidneys, the urinary bladder, um, the really adrenals affecting that. And the kidneys are a water element. And the water, the forehead is a minor water element. And then we have, you know, other water elements within, you know, things that we look at on the face. Mm -hmm. And so it, it really depends on what effect the trauma had and what we know we want to look at. The biggest thing that I see is like when we get grief lines, there are lines Mm -hmm. that come down from the corner of the face down the cheek. I had a client once that had her husband died when they were both only just retired and Mm. they had planned this whole beautiful, another, you know, 30, 40 years together and it didn't happen. And her grief lines were so long, so deep. And that's how she showed her trauma, this intense, intense sorrow that came through on that emotional line, um, anger. A lot of times the, the lines that we talked about earlier, the suspended sword or hanging sword, when it's really thick, that's anger. We have a lot of anger that we have to let go of. And, um, 
you know, I'm re- I'm currently dealing with this very issue because I, again, from that childhood still have one of my parents living and really working on having be a caregiver and having I've forgiven ish, you know, it's like <laughs> we're, we're only can yeah. the best we can do. And so, but now having to be in the situation of, um, supporting this person and really like, have I let go of my anger? Have I let go and reliving some of the traumas? And what I love about Chinese medicine is it teaches us emotions are coming and going all the time. Mm-hmm. Poor health comes when we get stuck in an emotional state. So as when I first had to step into this caregiving role, I was angry, so angry. And I was really let myself feel it. I let myself feel it, experience it, talk about it with my husband, share it, and then let go. And my siblings are not letting go. So I'm trying to help them, mm. you know, let go of your anger. And because it's, it, you need to be happy. You need to be healthy. And, um, so that's where my trauma shows my trauma shows in the, in the lines there and the anger. So I, that's, you know, each human, which I love about face reading, no two faces are the same and no, nor should they look the same. I'm, you know, I'm almost 59 and, um, really love the lines that I have, but I understand what your listeners might go through it. I am changing. I look at my mm-hmm. face sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, I look a hundred <laughs> years old. The, and the pandemic really did it more for me because it, it killed my shen in many ways, my heart spirit, my heart energy, but using Chinese medicine, I'm building up my heart, built my shen is shining through more. It's taken me about six months, but I'm feeling that I'm seeing it more and more and more. But um, it, it's not getting stuck is what I really want people to know that the when I said in China, they live their emotions every day because it's little tips and tweaks. You're angry, express it, let it go. You're happy, feel it, let it go. You're joyful. I mean, good, bad, all of those emotions, we don't want to get stuck in any of them. And as a trained Western psychologist, I feel like, why didn't I learn this when I was going through my training? Why did I not know these tools? Because I would have been able to truly help my my patients, my clients at the physical level, the emotional and spiritual level. So it's one of the reasons you asked earlier, why face reading? That's why (laughs) it works. It's amazing. That's a great tool that we have that doesn't require, you know, taking a, you know, a test or something like that, or having someone take, you know, I was thinking about the blot tests, you know, from back, you know, Yeah. I learned that by the way. And it's not what people think. (laughs) It was the, probably the hardest intellectual pursuit I've ever undertaken to analyze a Rorschach inkblot test. It was hard. And I can look at someone's face now and know within minutes way more than I ever knew from that test. Yeah. Yeah. Even just an intake form, you know, I find that people, let's be honest, people are guarded. And, and when you go to see in a Chinese medicine practitioner, it's even different because it's not mainstream. We're, we're coming up, right. But, you know, it's still a little on the fringe and depending on what state you're in, in Colorado, I'm, I'm guessing you're still in Colorado. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Is it a lot more open compared to Wisconsin where, where I am at these days, you know, and grew up it's, it's a different ball game, but it's also, you know, one of those things where, 
you can somewhat subtly work on folks and and what's going on when you can see what's going on in the face um, and and ask the right questions. Let's put it that way without being so obtrusive, you know, intrusive. Let's put it that way um, too. So it's, it's kind of fun. I, 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 I enjoy it. Yeah. So, so tell us this now you are part of, you know, your website is Radiant Shenti. So S-H-E-N-T-I for the folks that are listening.com and you have different classes and you have different, you know, teachers. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that and kind of how that works in with your, your face reading and things of that nature? Yeah, I would love to. So Radiant Shanti and the work I do there, it's really Asian and shamanic healing practices that I've got teachers from Canada, the United States, um, India, and we work to help people heal energetically. Um, So Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, so Chinese medicine, a movement is very important. Qigong, Tai Chi, things you've seen people, probably videos of people in the (laughs) park, usually old people doing exercises. And um, when I lived in Shanghai again, I saw 80, 90, 95 year olds in the park every day, hundreds of people exercising, moving. And here I come, I would come home and I see people in scooters and wheelchairs and can't walk. And, you know, the recent family situation I talked about was a broken ankle that just shouldn't have happened because, you know, the person didn't have the tools of Qigong to heal. So um, yoga, I have fabulous yoga teachers. I have a shamanic healer who does medicine wheel healing and contemplations, family systems therapy. So the idea is, and I am the founder, so that <laughs> it is kind of my baby. Um, when I moved home from China, because I saw so many people emotionally and physically suffering, I said to my husband, I, I need to leave education in the traditional classroom school way and take on educating people about their bodies, about their health, about this energetic, beautiful system we are that's so incredibly designed. And I know that not one thing resonates with all people. So that's why I have these different energetic modalities knowing one thing might stick. So we do acupressure massage, we do yoga mudras, which are finger yoga um, postures with your fingers and meditation, contemplation. So all these different tools and face reading is one of those. Mm -hmm. Face reading though is just one-on-one with clients. I don't really... Do it. It's not the bulk of what I do. I do it as for people when they're inspired and they want it. And so I definitely have members that want to do a face reading. They think it'll help them, you know, kind of step into their, their true selves. And then from there, I'd mostly get referrals that people are so inspired. They're like, yeah, you got to try this out. It makes sense. I mean, because we're all looking at ways, you know, and this podcast is definitely for that. We're looking at ways to optimize our health. We're looking at ways to how can we improve things? And and sometimes, you know, we have all of these tests that we can do with blood draws and urine tests and stool tests. You name the, the output, we've got tests, right? But Sometimes it's not going to give that, it, it, not that sometimes it's not, it's not going to give that energetic background. And, you know, being, of course, an acupuncturist myself, I I know that there's more out there than just the physical, what we see. And the reason, like you said, one person may have an ankle injury and not be able to walk, whereas someone else 
you know, may roll their ankle and bounce right back, be the same age because they're used to moving because of the mobility, but also because they have a better way to move energy throughout their body. Yes. Oh, I love that, Janine. That's so perfect. Yes. So, you know, when you were living in China and you saw the difference, and this is something I think for a lot of folks, unfortunately, China's got a bad rap because of everything with the pandemic, right? But really the Asian cultures as a whole, their older populations fare quite well. And so there has to be something to this, of course. Now, I think a lot of folks have seen the the Tai Chi, but Qigong is something that's a little bit more on the fringes of what in the world's going on there. Can, can you speak to Qigong a little bit and how it can help with optimizing our health and moving energy within the body? Yeah, definitely. So I first want to clarify that when I say Qigong, I'm not talking just about the Dantian bursts of energy you'll see on YouTube. (laughs) That is, you know, that is fringe, but the Qigong I'm talking about, um, Bruce Lee is a Mm well-known martial artist to many people, Jackie Chan, you know, through the movies, these gentlemen, and both of them say that Qigong is the source of all of their power. And what they mean is Qi means energy, breath, air, life force. So if you think about movement, when you move, that is chi. Chi is movement. Mm -hmm. When your muscles move, um, we can't see chi, we can't feel chi. Their research out of the University of Hong Kong, science and technology, they are finding at the mitochondrial level, perhaps this might be where it's activated. But so this movement and gong is skill. So chi gong means skill with working your energy working the movement and we have energy centers that are we are created with in the womb in utero starting at our navel and working out as we develop and in fact in chinese medicine as you know each month in utero is a very specific task and in fact schizophrenia um uh the, some on the Asperger's um, autism spectrum, a lot of these things have been shown in Chinese medicine for millennia to happen during certain months in utero. And you have a predisposition that might not be activated, but if these things are critical times in the fetuses in fetal development. So Qigong, we have this energy source, this um, lower Dantian, our Jing essence stored in our kidneys. And what Qigong is, it is movements much like Tai Chi. The difference is we don't have the same dances and it's not ultimately to defend yourself in battle. Tai Chi's ultimate goal is a martial art. We need to defend ourselves, but all martial arts like Bruce Lee has said, stem from connecting to our breath, connecting to the power between heaven and earth. So we draw in energy from the top of our heads through our baihui point and through the soles of our feet, through our, you might have to correct me, yong chuan, kidney one point. Mm -hmm. And humans are this in between heaven and earth. We are the energetic middle of all of the energy around us. And when our emotions, emotions, by the way, are the number one, the primary cause of disease in Chinese medicine. There's anywhere from five to seven emotions, depending on which school you really look at. And when we balance the emotions, draw in fresh energy through movement, through deep breathing, through Qigong, then we are able to let go of our emotions that might get us trapped. We're able to clear blockages. That's the main goal of Qigong, to clear stagnant energy in the body. So I love, you know, like when you go, you turn on your light switch and it comes on. 
you're happy, mm -hmm. right? Oh, good. You know, it was dark. Now it's light. <laughs> Everything's moving. I feel good. But you go and you try to turn on your light switch. You go click, 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 click. And nothing's happening. You've got a blockage. Something's wrong. And so you want to figure it out. You'll go to the wall. You'll call an electrician. And Qigong is an easy way to rework the electrical and fluid, you know, the, the blood and um, lymph, all of the systems in your body to keep things moving beautifully and energetically for great health. So we have moves, you know, just stretching, moving a lot of, you know, I think there's over 654 different kinds of Qigong and there's, um, there's yeah. So you have where you just have one movement you can do. You can have a set, like a very famous one your listeners might know is eight pieces of silk brocade or the eight brocades. Mm -hmm. um, or you can have dances where it's like you move very similar to Tai Chi, but again, not the martial arts focus. It's just all about moving your breath and energy for health. Yeah, I think a lot of us really, you know, it's not mainstream you know, here. And it's also considered a little woo-woo, but in, in reality, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've found some amazing benefits with, with Qigong in particular with the emotions. And it's one of the things that I think a lot of, of women, as we get older, do struggle with our emotions and struggle with being able to let certain things go, but also then can kind of morph into eating you know, overeating things of that nature issues that we may also struggle with and then turns into weight gain. Um, I'm speaking somewhat from experience too, in terms mm -hmm. of what I've seen, but I've, I'm sure you're, you're seeing lots of middle-aged and older women as well, who are coming yeah. to you looking for some help. Do you find that Qigong's incredible for, for that too? Oh, there it's so, I cannot tell you. It's so amazing. Both through, I teach on insight timer, which is a meditation mm -hmm. and yoga app. And then I also have my membership site and the stories people tell the transformations they go through. It just, it melts my heart, like literally melts my heart because it, it, it people didn't know they were so dark. They didn't know I'm, I'm, they felt happy, normal, da, 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 but then they open mm -hmm. up and they feel so light and vibrant and bright. And you can physically see it. I joke often after a gua sha class or we do facial gua sha or meditation or qigong. I'm like, you guys are glowing. And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, they, they're like, I know we <laughs> feel can it. feel it. We feel glowing and we do nutrition too. But um, that, and the thing that I would say, you talk about aging. I loved being in China because it was two hour trip to South Korea, a five hour trip to Thailand, a two hour trip to Japan. And so I got to see elderly everywhere. South Korea blew my mind because you have people, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, young people too, but hiking up a mountain with exercise equipment on the mountain, because God forbid you just hike up the mountain without <laughs> doing a little exercise. I mean, it was amazing, like amazing. And as a Coloradan, I'm a huge mountain climber. So it was really fun. And then mm -hmm. you had um, in Japan, just everybody, you know, the walking, the sakura, the, they do forest bathing now where you just go bury yourself in leaves in the forest. And yes, those two cultures in particular have really had a strain um, from a lot of Western different pressures late, you know, in the last, you know, 80 years, I would say um, that they're trying to come to balance, recome, you know, reclaim their roots um, to health. China's just at the beginning of that. Like I could see in the students at the school, it was a very affluent school, um, Chinese students, 
And the students whose families practice, you know, Qigong, Tai Chi, um, Chinese eating, you know, all of the lifestyle, we call it um, health cultivation is what it's called life or you cultivate your health. Um, they were very healthy. They weren't obese. They didn't have emotional, psycho-emotional problems. They were doing great. And the families that didn't, that had a Western diet, Western um, style of medical practice, all of that, they were much sicker. And these are children in high school and middle school. And even at that age, I could see the dramatic difference between which lifestyle their families were following. It was, it was pretty, I have to say it was crazy. It really blew my mind to see that so young. Wow. Well, I mean, that's huge. And it's, I mean, it's a testament to health cultivation. I like that. How do you say that in Chinese? How, what does it sound like? Oh, I, I don't I even, don't I can't even pronounce it. Yeah. I would have to look, I mean, uh, but most, I can speak a little Chinese, but mostly just getting around. And I didn't know any Chinese before I moved there. And I worked with colleagues who had lived in China 10, 15 years and never learned more than like five phrases. So I was like, oh, wow. What? I became pretty conversationally fluent to get around the city and do everything I needed to do and speak with my friends. But wow. yeah, it's the technical scientific work I still work on. And, but I do, <laughs> that's a really good thing though, Janine. I, I do look at the Chinese characters for key concepts because Chinese characters are pictorial in root. So it's really beautiful to see, for example, Qi, Qi in Qigong, the character looks like wind blowing. It mm -hmm. looks like movement, right? It's, oh, it's just so, it's so beautiful. I just, I love it. And um, when we were doing radiant shenti, shenti means body. So radiant body. Um, it was really hard to pick the right character for body because there's so many different characters for body. What is the one that we're trying to say this like true embodiment of your physical self? And so it was really interesting. <laughs> that is the interesting part about it. I I honestly got as far as learning the opinions for the Chinese herbs. That's oh, and the and the patents as far as I got in my Chinese. I could tell you what licorice root and all those words are, right. but otherwise, yeah, I didn't make it very far in, in it. So yeah. I give you credit for getting as far as you did with looking at the different symbols too. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So let's let's jump into because Obviously, one of the, my big missions for everyone is to learn how to take care of themselves. And, and I love the concept now of cultivate your health. I'm going to have to like phrase yeah. that into something here for sure as time goes on. So folks that are listening, guess what? You're going to hear that one a lot. <laughs> um, but, you know, what you're doing with Radiant Shanti is really teaching people how to take care of themselves. Yes. And, and I love it because you've got, I mean, I was looking at the 25 day Qigong challenge. I was looking, of course, you mentioned the, the medicine wheel, the Qigong flows, you know, all these different things in here, folks could be busy for like days. Do you have, um, you know, cause obviously when folks and my goal, of course, when folks are listening is they want, if they want to learn more about you mm -hmm. and learn more about what they can, you know, how to sign up, how to do different things, what, what would you recommend for them to do if they're like, Dr. Julie, this is so cool. This is blowing my mind. How do we get involved? How do we get into Radiant Shanti? What do we do? How do we use the, the website? So I love it. So the first thing um, to see if they like me, my teaching style and what I have to offer, because I do believe your healer, as you know, as an acupuncturist, your healer needs to be a good fit for you. There are many, many healers and 
um, I know I am the right person for many people and my teachers are that, you know, right for many people, but not everyone, not, not for everyone. So I say, start with the 25 day Qigong challenge that I, it, I am so proud of that. I have to tell you, I designed that literally working through the whole body, physically and emotionally, all of the yin and yang organ systems, or I guess it's the yin organ systems with the yang partners and um, really give people beautiful tools. If they did nothing but that over and over and over and over, they would be really, really healthier <laughs> and happier. Um, the mm -hmm. next thing that I would say as a member, one of the biggest problems is, you know, as for people with their health is accountability. Mm -hmm. So when people join and become members, I do a weekly email with a weekly plan. What do you do this week? And that's based on the seasons. You know, we have five seasons in Chinese medicine, winter, spring, early summer, late summer, and fall. And how do you do like people might be really happy to know that I give everyone permission and invite it's not permission like I invite them rest in the winter don't do these super hardcore workouts don't start your, you know, your diet on January 1st, it's still winter wait till February when we're in spring and so we do a lot with the season so they have. I have the weekly, I have a checklist so they can check off everything they've done in each category of the different health energetic healing methods we provide. So they get a lot of support. And then um, they each week we do two live classes, 530 Mountain Time. If they can't make those, every class is recorded. And in that weekly email, they can catch up. What did I miss? So I have most of my students don't make class live. Many do, but most don't. And they just catch up. And on those times, for example, we're learning today, we're on lesson two of we're doing the five animal frolics and we're working on the monkey Qigong posture. <laughs> In Qigong, one of the things I didn't say it is all about nature. Mm -hmm. We learn from nature. Nature is our big, biggest healer and our biggest teacher. And the five animal frolics, we learn about the characteristics of the monkey in the movements. And so not only do the movements heal, the metaphor helps us heal, let go of what we call our monkey mind, our crazy mind dancing everywhere by moving with Qigong, we calm. So going based on the seasons, I always think thematically. So James is one of my teachers from Canada. He's teaching, he's a master Qigong teacher for 25 years and an acupuncturist. And then I have John who's been teaching Qigong for 30 years and Mary yoga for over 25 years. I mean, my teachers are incredibly skilled, loving. I, the one thing I can say, your members will, I mean, your listeners will feel super loved. Like that's <laughs> the biggest quality. I think they will feel empowered and cared for um, in their journey. So yeah. And then those classes are recorded and they get them in the weekly email and then they have a library where they can choose favorites, but also for all beginners, I have beginners start here. How do you use the website? How do you use the checklist? So we take you through everything of, okay, I know I do a, B, C, D, you know, and so on down <laughs> the line. And then I understand what each of these things are. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Because I mean, sometimes when there's so much content, you don't know where to start. So this is great that you have a guide for folks. And, and yeah, I was scrolling through and even seeing that you have beauty secrets, ancient beauty secrets and things of that nature as well. So for women and men, 
You know, yes. it it looks like you are well covered on all angles of cultivating health and it's it's cool stuff. It's really cool stuff. So folks definitely want to head over to Radiant Shenti, S-H-E-N-T-I.com and check Julie out. Now, anywhere else folks can find you, anywhere else that they can get to know you a little bit better? Yeah, I would invite people to Insight Timer. Um, you can look at Julie, J-U-L-I, Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R. I do um, twice a weekly live classes there as well. I do classes for Colorado AARP that are on Zoom. So people anywhere in the country, again, I'm I'm on a mission to help people feel better, right? And feel happy. So um, you can find me um, with, if you go to Colorado AARP and want to do some of those live classes, I do do a lot of chair classes. So on my website, if people have are recovering from surgery, have illness, um, are in a bed, are bed bound or chair bound, I do, you don't have to guess what to do. You can see it for you in your chair, what you need. And um, we never know, right? Um, one of the things I love for athletes, uh, just to talk about this real quickly, as an athlete, I used to do marathons, triathlons, you know, really that hard, you know, weight lifting aerobics. I mean, I did everything, but I was always in pain, always in pain. And when I found Qigong, even yoga, when I just did core power yoga, things like that, my joints always ached, but adding Qigong to my mix, adding Qigong, um, some of this classes specifically that I teach, it's incredible for athletes, even people who think they're healthy, but have chronic joint pain from their efforts, check it out because I cannot say enough. So, um, on insight timer and radiant Shanti, lots of free opportunities to heal your joints and, and really feel good about your body. That's huge. That's huge. Because boy, if we are in pain, we do tend to limit, you know, what we do in life. And I do believe it keeps our cortisol up and definitely keeps us in fight or flight. So taking care of those little aches and pains before they become big things, very huge. Very huge. Very huge. Yeah, totally. You're exactly right. Awesome. And for Colorado folks, are there any live things that you do yes. in person? Yeah. So they should come to my website, um, sign up for my email list. And um, we're working on a, we're actually going to have a free little mudra, Kubera mudra, making wishes come true. It'll be a pop-up on all of the yeah. pages right now. They can actually take a body comp quiz though. So if you take the body comp quiz and get your results, you'll be on my email list. And I'm, I'm just found out that I'm going to be able to do live classes. Um, Coloradans will, Denverites will know Washington park, wash park. Oh yeah. I'll have classes there. And then I'm also going to be working out of a studio in, um, Greenwood village centennial area, doing some live classes. So any people in the Metro area, I would love to get you on my email list and see you when we do the live classes. Nice. Yes. I used to live in Breckenridge, so I definitely do have some folks who will be, you know, listening in and um, have followed me since those days. So you never know. And definitely with us mountain folks, if we're, if it's snowing up there, we're coming down by you. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. Oh my gosh. And I do. Yeah. I might do some classes speaking of the mountains up by winter park. um, Okay area, but that's, that's down the road, but I'll, if they're on my email list, people will know they'll see where the live classes are offered. 
Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So guys jump on the email list. I'll have everything that you need over in my podcast notes at drjkrausnd.com, including radiantshenti.com. So you guys can go back to that as well. Dr. Julie, thank you so much for coming on the health face. I appreciate it. It's been a good one. I think folks are going to love um, hearing more about Chinese medicine and all the benefits. Great. Thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. My pleasure. Hey, health junkies, are you feeling just off, feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey, I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to doctor spelled out J-K-R-A-U-S-E-N-D.com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule a chat, and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Head over to drjkrausnd.com and check it out now. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.